Hello, everyone, my friends, my listeners, my loyal audience. Here I am again, bringing you the best interviews, the best people to entertain, educate, and inspire you. Today, I have a special guest. Um, this is one of the topics I love to talk about and to share and invite everyone. Uh, in one of the books that I read um, some time ago, I think it was by Pat Madison or Patricia Madsen or one of the people who are part of the improv in the United States. She said that one of her students said that improv is a Tai Chi for the soul. And I will add, it is also a crossfit for the brain. So I have a special guest today, uh, someone I met through improv class. Um, my guest is Patty Hope. And she is a stand-up comedian. Please welcome her. Hey, Patty. Hey. hey, Mark. I'm so honored to be here today and part of your podcast. I had such fun in that improv class. Oh, that was oh, so much fun. It was amazing. Uh, just to give you, everyone who's listening, a little backstory on this. Patty and I have met at the weekly um, uh, eight eight-part class series that was uh, held in downtown Orlando uh, by wonderful instructor Matt, Matt Gervia. And that was just such a loose uh, time where, I don't know about you, but I just came there for an hour and a half to laugh nonstop. Oh my gosh. And to like, I mean, and didn't, I don't know about you, but I felt like it, it not only helped me in my comedy stuff, but just in life in general, just understanding and just because you're sort of focused on being in the moment all the time when you do improv, you have to really pay attention to what everyone else in the in the room is doing. It was really great. Absolutely. And not only that, um, one of the secrets of my training, part of my business, um, is that I teach, hold, and encourage my clients, my high-end clients, my executive clients to do improv. That is why yes, they keep yes. coming back. <laughs> Everyone should do improv. It's really important. Yeah, you it's really get sort of in touch with your inner child again. <laughs> That's right. So, Patty, can you just tell us um, who you are, what are you working on, and what do you have going on in your world? Sure. Well, of course, you know, with the whole stay-at-home orders, uh, that sort of brought the curtain down on all the um, speaking and performing. And um, actually, I, I was running an Airbnb out of my house, and that stopped too. And so, you know, there's been a, a, a bit of a readjustment. In fact, uh, speaking about the Airbnb, um, I had a guest who, um, right when the whole sort of Corona apocalypse thing happened, had a psychotic break. She was a healthcare worker and she just kind of lost it and she trashed my house from mm -hmm. front to back. Uh, and so, <laughs> so that was kind of a readjustment for me to get, uh, through that when the whole when we all went into lockdown and so i just kind of used it uh, used have been using this time as an opportunity to sort of reposition myself a little bit re do some more writing you know all the excuses you have about oh i don't have enough time i had couldn't use those excuses anymore so i started writing more I, i've been doing a blog regularly i'm learning new skills video production and sort of repurposing my space i'm using it now as a um a, a creative meeting space for people to gather and, and do video production and stuff. I have a little area where you can uh, put on your makeup, you know, a little um, dressing room and uh, sort of like meeting conference. Like if, if somebody wants to do like a retreat or something, that's what I'm 
I'm redoing my space as, and it, it, it's been, it, you know, I, I had a sitcom in the, in the back burner that I've brought to the front burner and a book that was in the back burner brought to the front burner. Um, but more than anything, I've been working on speaking, doing public speaking. That's really been my focus. And I've done a lot of webinars and, um, you know, just talking to people, learning, you know, what do you do? You're at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much with the cats. Right? And, um, you know, so I, I don't know, I'm kind of looking for, like, it feels like now that we're opening up a little bit, things are, you know, there's a, a um, sort of a, a renewal. I've, I've had, I have a renewed spirit, a renewed spirit in what, what my purpose is going forward. You know, that is so beautiful. And I can reflect on this as well, because we are uh, share some part of our interest in public speaking and training and being a professional uh, when speaking and earning the income from speaking, right? So, right. <laughs> and I f feel that in the last two months, because of the health crisis and the way that society was able um, to manage, you know, the lockdown is that I feel that everyone who was a speaker or aspiring speaker is now like was given a level playing field because all we can do, just look at the camera, you right. know, like do a little pony show, do a little um, props or do, a, do right. a sing and dance in front of the camera. So that means it doesn't matter where you came from, what you did. Well, it does matter a lot, but I think <laughs> everyone kind of like, you know, got level playing field. So it is, up for you to take and if you don't do it it's like you really don't have any excuse no you're right and i think a lot of people who like for me uh, you know just thinking of I, I mean i've been speaking and performing and training and doing lots of outreach and communications for my whole career i worked actually before i became a comedian which was uh, going on four years ago i worked for nonprofits for 30 years and so i was you know executive director for environmental and arts groups and other groups. And so I was always regularly talking to people and encouraging, you know, always out there and, and meeting community groups and giving testimony before, you know, government panels and things. But so speaking had, wasn't an issue for me, but um, <laughs> performing was a little, was a little bit of a new thing for me. But, um, but you're right now, because the whole thing has been turned upside down, it just, it changes the whole paradigm. So that's why I, I've been taking a lot of these webinars on, well, I'm learning all about, you know, Zoom online, I'm doing some production work for a, um, a comedy um, careers group that's, that's doing outreach for comedians. And so yeah, I mean, it has the whole paradigm has shifted. And it, you're in a way, you're right, it's like sort of wipe the slate clean. And you know, and it, I think a lot of people have said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm breaking into the speaking field. And just when you can't get in front of groups anymore, it's like, no, people still want to hear from people. You might not have that audience response you're hoping for, but still, if you have something to say, you know, find a way to say it. I think that's very true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad that you resonate with this because I, I feel like we are, um, we have a comma, comma, you know, this camaraderie. <laughs> I have to search for the word, uh, the colleagues. We have this colleague yeah. understanding. Yeah, you, yeah. Right? I mean, there, when you do the improv together. Yeah, but that's like, you can, I mean, because it was very physical. We were, there was a lot of close, you know, prox, I, improv now would be probably very interesting to watch with the whole social distancing. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, our professor, our instructor, he now holds online sessions. And he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
okay, I can see that. You can. It's good for him, and that's what you're right. If you if you adapt, you got, you know, it's like it's like survival of the fittest. You got to adapt, and you know, keep your craft going in whatever medium you can do it. And and I I, I don't know about you, but I think him as his instructor was just I think was amazing. Um, he was you know, great. I loved him. Just yeah. just a very open, and I feel that if you really want to make a difference in the lives of your students or clients you really have to be there for them and truly, you know, truly care about being a professional, top-notch, you know, performer, but also be there for them. Uh, Patty, I, I want to kind of switch gears and ask you, so after your uh, distinguished career as a, uh, an executive and a director uh, or in the nonprofit sector, what, how did you move yourself into stand-up comedy? It seems like it's completely in left field, but I've always been interested in comedy. I've always been a big um, student of comedy and, um, you know, incorporated it in all aspects of my life. Uh, but then, uh, well, my husband passed away 10 years ago. And so it sort of opened up, a, you know, as tragic as that is, it opened up a lot of doors for me to try new and different things. And I started going to comedy clubs and talking to comedians and I just ended up meeting uh, someone and I was like, I can do this. And so he put me up on stage and before I knew it, I was, I was doing it. So um, yeah, it was, it, it, I don't know, maybe it was just something that was there all the time, but uh, I, I'm really enjoying uh, being, being around funny people and, you know, sort of opening myself up to all the possibilities within that realm has been, has been just something I'm really enjoying. So as you have been working in this craft, you said for about four years. Right. Um, have you figured out, or can you tell us a formula or at least a template, <laughs> how to be funny? <laughs> well, you know, that's so funny that you asked that. It's so funny because it really depends on the medium. That's the one thing I've come to learn. Stand-up comedy, getting up in front of a group and telling jokes, which are very formulaic. It's set up punchline. You know, you say something true and then you say something ridiculous, you know, you know, whatever. And, but doing a video, you know, you're editing, the comedy is often in the edits and in the way that you add other images or use the music or the, you know, scratch across the record or whatever. So every medium in comedy has a different formula, but they all work for some reason. It's amazing how important it is for people to laugh and how, if, if you become a student of comedy, which I think I'm becoming, just as I had, had for many years been a student of the nonprofit realm, it, it's fascinating to learn the different uh, methods that just make people laugh. I mean, comedy's everywhere. Comedy's in flirting. You know, people, you know, laughter is how you like get to know each other, right? It, comedy's everywhere. It's just, it's, it's a big important part of how we, how we relate to each other. Um, so what in your, uh, you as a student of comedy, what surprised you the most about? You know what? Uh, really good question you know what surprised me the most was that i was going to have to say the same thing over and over and over like <laughs> i didn't think of it as a performance when i first started doing it i just thought it was kind of a goof and i'm going to get up and have fun on the stage but if you really want to be and stand up is sort of the introduction to the dance that brings you in and you know if you can get up there and do that by yourself you sort of win points and you're like you know you're in the tribe so to speak um but yeah, you got to say the same stuff over and over and you got to work on it and develop. Like there's a process involved that I hadn't even considered when I first started doing it. And so I guess that was the most surprising thing. 
Uh, I, I expected it to be a lot of young people, and that that is very much what it is. I'm I'm sort of an anomaly. There are there are a bunch of us middle-aged women out there, <laughs> Breaking Bad, but uh, <laughs> for the most part, it's it's a it's a business of young men generally. So have you you probably heard this before? They I have heard this from some of the my mentors either in comedy or in public speaking that, and they say that the comedy is tragedy plus time. That's a good, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that is a good way of looking at it. That's very true. Timing is really important, I think. And audience is really important. You know, you have to, you do have to, you know, think about your set in terms of who you're performing to and what's going on out in the real world. And, you know, the sensitivity to that, you know, the, the, I definitely believe there is a time when, you know, it just isn't appropriate to laugh. But I laughter, you know, in my opinion, it is the best medicine, but there are, it definitely has to do with timing and with audience. Yeah. So what do you think makes people laugh? <laughs> that's the whole thing, everything. And that's the hardest part. I mean, it's not the hardest part, but it's the most interesting challenge as a comedian because there are some people who just will think the stupidest thing you've ever said is hysterical and others who won't get it or, you know, for whatever reason. So yeah, there's no, it's, 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 as, it's like art. art. Comedy is an art form. So it's very subjective, you know, and I'm not a big fan of like, um, um, uh, what's it called where people hurt each other? Uh, <laughs> comedy um, that's, you know, physical, like the um, um, like three, stooges, three Stooges slapstick. I'm not a big fan of slapstick comedy. Like I just mm. never thought that was funny, but some people do. Um, I'm, I'm, I like dry comedy, you know, I, where, you know, there's very straight, no one laughs. I, I don't, I laugh through my whole set. I think I'm funny. <laughs> Other people <laughs> might not, but I think I'm funny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it really is, it's a, per, it's personal taste. So there is, there's no, in terms of a formula of what makes people laugh and what doesn't, there, it's personal taste. But in terms of the medium in which you express yourself c comically, like the thing I've been really enjoying about writing lately is that it's not set up punchline. I can go on for a paragraph or two and then say something very funny. And, you know, people say, oh, that was a really funny blog you posted. So, and, it, and there was really only one, one sort of ironic, funny thing in it. You know, it wasn't a bunch of hits, you know. So it really depends, again, on the medium and, and the audience too. There are some people who might just not think I'm funny at all. You can't take it, you can't take it personally. That's, that's important. Yeah. Um, that's right. Patty, who are some of your mentors, uh, people that you look up to in the industry and why? So right now I'm a big fan of political comedy. I don't do it in my act at all. My act is very self-deprecating, making fun of myself, but I love political humor. I love, um, all the late night comedy guys. Uh, I, um, you know, mentors, I mean, I've had so many growing up. I love sketch comedy. I love Carol Burnett and Mary Tyler Moore and, you know, all the sitcoms. And um, so there, so I've had a lot of, uh, actually, I lived in New York City during the heyday of the original cast of, um, this is dating me, um, uh, Saturday Night Live. So when, um, um, you know, Chevy Chase and um, all, all the originals were on. And so I, in fact, I, I worked for a photographer and I, uh, uh, during a, it was a wedding for one of the writers of SNL, and I got to meet Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy and all the, all the original of uh, you know big ones from the beginning. So I've had a lot of influence over the years of of being around comedy. Gilbert Gottfried was a friend of one of my roommates in in uh, college, and 
but but now I'm really I'm really into the whole uh, political comedy thing. That's that's my so it changes. Next week it might be something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you what would you see uh, some of the biggest challenges for people who are uh, don't even know like they 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 earn to be funny or they earn to add humor and they don't even know where to start. Uh, they're afraid they're going to offend people. Like, let's say somebody is an executive or a salesperson, and we live in a very sensitive times, very, you know, very, very sensitive times. And it's a branding, right? You know, how, what, what, what advice would you give to somebody who is, not a, who, who is not contractually obligated to be funny, yet they're struggling to where to start? Where, what would you say? Well, the, to me, the easiest way and the best way to be funny without offending anyone is to make fun of yourself, <laughs> in my opinion, because, you know, no one can fault you for that. Um, and so, and that's pretty much where, th that's the same recommendation that a lot of the, I've taken comedy classes and other um, workshops and career, you know, things. That's the same advice that they'll give you if you're thinking about actually going up and getting on stage and doing comedy is, is talk about yourself and, and use your own personal experience because you, you, you know, you're not going to offend anyone. You don't have to worry about offense, but it's also people, you kind of grow this respect with the audience. If you're, if you're sort of, you know, take, you know, being willing to, to, you know, humiliate yourself on stage, it's a way to really grow your audience. And so that's a good place to start. If you're seriously thinking about getting into stand up and, you know, here, here we are in the central Florida area, there are so many, well, there were, and there are coming back slowly rooms, uh, opportunities. I, I'm, I feel really lucky that I, uh, I actually moved back down here right after I started doing comedy. So I was so thrilled to learn when I started networking within the comedy scene here, how many opportunities there are. You could go up every night, several night days, times a night, if you wanted to, uh, prior to the COVID. Um, and, you know, honing and practicing and working your crowd and getting to know it. There's so, that's the whole thing. If you seriously want to pursue it as a career, I would suggest that Orlando's comedy scene is a great place to do it because there's a lot of opportunity for it. You know? yeah. And yes, we were one of the most visited places on earth just a few right. months ago, right? I know. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> it, but... it is a new world. Yeah. And everyone got along, right? I mean, everyone got, I mean, I, I don't know how about you felt, but mostly everyone got along. It felt. Yeah. Good. Oh, it yeah. Felt it, it, it is a very supportive scene. Yeah. Uh, that, and it, it, improv it crosses over. The improv scene has its own thing, too, and its own venues. But there's a lot of crossover between the different uh, venues and different. Uh, and a lot of people who, who you know, explore all the different um, modes of, of comedy. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, Patty, is there a moment or a time where you were the most terrified to be on stage, where there was truly gut-wrenching moment, and what happened? Well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't performing comedy. It was I used to do computer software instruction <laughs> in another life, and I was up uh, when I generally did it. I was teaching beginners. And so that was easy for me because I had really uh, uh, um, achieved a certain level of expertise. And so it was easy for me to do beginners. But if I had to do advanced, um, more sophisticated people, I was, uh, so I was up against an audience who could challenge my knowledge. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was when, when I was terrified. Um, 
And so there were times when, you know, and you know, for me, it's just like, oh, you're right, I didn't know that, or I'll get back to you on that, like if you didn't know how to answer the question. So for me, speaking um, has, has never really been anything that's shut me down. I'm sure there's been people who were disappointed by whatever cost they paid for, <laughs> for my training if I didn't have as much expertise as they had hoped for. But in terms of comedy, I've never had any, I've never, I, and I'm knocking on wood, and I've never had any hecklers. Actually, at one time, I had a woman who started talking over my set and I handed her the microphone and I said, here, you, you know, and she just <laughs> shut her right up. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm, I'm very open to what's happening. I keep, you know, I'm, I'm happy to keep, you know, uh, focused on my crowd. And if my set isn't going the way I want it to, I'll adjust it. You know, I'm, I'm flexible that way. And I guess it's because I've been speaking long enough to know that you can't, you know, you, expect the unexpected. So, yeah. Mm, expect the unexpected you know that's both terrifying and exciting at the same time <laughs> uh, right is is that is that is that how you see your life is that, is that, is that oh, and that's how i see life absolutely expect the unexpected of course change it's yeah i i think this could be an episode uh title right here yeah <laughs> it, it is a it is definitely has a lot of weight in my um in my book right now Patty, <laughs> What is next for you professionally? So, you know, I, uh, I know we talked about this. We met at uh, this um, conference also after we had met as, uh, as improv partners uh, that was about speaking and you know, entrepreneurial spirit, that inspirational uh, conference that we mm -hmm. ran into each other at. And so I've been continuing down that road of wanting to g give talks. And, and I've decided I've, I've take, I took a really good boot camp recently on sort of focusing my energy on something that made the most sense for me and that I had the most expertise in. And so I've decided to um, focus my public speaking uh, efforts on assisting social sector executives, who I was, whether it's a, whether it's a charity uh, CEO or board member or a social entrepreneur, someone who's a, in a for-profit who's doing charitable work, to build empowered teams uh, in order to affect their, uh, the change that they're looking for through their um, through their philanthropy, and so I've come up with a uh, workshop that I that I'm calling uh, "Breaking Bad While Doing Good," <laughs> and so I'm incorporating my comedy in with this workshop as a way to, you know, I I loved being in the in the nonprofit sector. I loved supporting charities and people who were you know members and supporters and you know philanthropists in charity, and so it just it sort of all made sense to me why you know why put put that all aside when it's something I love doing. Uh, why not bring my joy, you know, uh, laughter and, and silliness into uh, something I've cared about for all these years. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on now. I love it. I think that the title itself deserves <laughs> another go, another go round. Breaking, breaking bad. bad. While doing good. While doing good. Oh, that is, that is just rich. It's rich. It paid homage <laughs> and respect one of the greatest uh, TV dramas in the last couple of decades, right? The right. writing and everything. So people right. are immediately um, uh, enthused and curious. Breaking Bad is, is continuing? OMG, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but I think a lot of people have misconceptions about nonprofits. You know, they think that, you know, first of all, they think that nonprofits don't make money, but they do. And they pay their salary. You know, they have, like, it's a sector of our economy. It's like 10% of our economy is, is a nonprofit, as you know, it's, it's, it's charitable organizations, it's trade associations, all of these things. And um, it, there are best practices. And I was a big proponent of them. I, you know, I worked for 
for groups and was on boards of groups that were, you know, centers for nonprofits and things like that. And it was amazing how many people just didn't like get the whole, you know, there's good ways and there's bad ways to do this. Uh, and so that's, that's what I'm hoping uh, I'll do in, in a funny way is, is helping to <laughs> approach, approach that. Cause it's a really important, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenon in this country that we have as, uh, as many nonprofits as we do and, and the whole charitable approach and the whole social entrepreneur thing is relatively new. Like the, the le most recent generation of for-profits that are giving a piece of their, you know, um, their uh, profits to charity is a relatively new new piece of it too and i think that they need to understand as well what what it is what what it means you know what the social sector means and the impact it has and the impact of their their philanthropy on it so yeah it's kind of a interesting area for me well um patty i will be happy to endorse you and recommend <laughs> oh, you to my network once once you have your workshops um out there i'm happy to share and share with my network um, Patty, so what is the best way that uh, clients and partners and fans um, contact you? Well, you can definitely um, go to my website, which is pattyhope.com, patty with an I, hope.com, and all my social media uh, connections are I'm on all the different uh platforms. I'm not on TikTok yet. I haven't gone there. It's like so many. They keep adding new ones all the time. I can't keep up. But yeah, I have, you know, I have some YouTubes. I have uh, the, the, you know, the Facebooks and the tweets and all that. So they can go to any of that. Patty Hope uh, is largely my handle for all of that. Uh, but yeah, my website is where my blog is and you can contact me through that as well would be probably the best place. Excellent. And I'll put the links in the published show notes. So people can easily contact you follow you and reach out well, thank you and get that dose of inspiration and laughter and joy patty what a what a wonderful generous uh time uh i had and i hope uh, you felt the same uh, oh great mark i really appreciate you having me on here it was great to see you again it was great that we were able to uh connect and record this interview and i'm sure it will inspire and encourage hundreds and thousands of people who will listen. Thank you, everyone who spent this time with us. I hope this was beneficial to you, gave you some ideas, and hopefully gave you some courage to try something new, whether you are being a stand-up um, enthusiast or perhaps an entrepreneur. This is how it starts. It starts with your decision, taking imperfect action, and going forward. So thanks, thank you, everyone who is a listener, loyal supporter. Thank you for your love, your appreciation, and for your support. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to your po favorite podcast and share this episode with everyone you care about. Thank you, and I'll, and I'll see you next time. Don't forget to speak brave. <laughs>